If you were born between 1969 and 1984, you are a part of the 65 million Gen Xers. And you've just found your new family. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Gen X perspectives on rapidly changing technology, history, media, politics. How they come together and influence every aspect of daily life. The world we were raised in has ceased to exist, but we haven't. Let's do it. Welcome to the Carolina Underground. Now your hosts, Mark and Mike. Yo, 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 yo. It's Good Friday and we're back again on the Carolina Underground. How you doing this evening, Mike? I'm doing pretty good, Mark. Hope everything down there in the deep south as well. I don't know if I'm in the deep south, but it's definitely the south, at least the shallow south. But, well, uh, everything's doing well as far as I can tell. It's, a, it's a definitely a lot further. I don't want to drive much further than that. <laughs> if you get any further than that, <laughs> we're going to call that off the map at the ice wall. <laughs> I got you. I got you. We're enjoying the rain today. Well, it, yeah, enjoying is a word. That liquid sunshine. <laughs> yep, there you liquid go. Liquid sunshine. There you go. <laughs> well, you know, there's a lot of things going on in this crazy old world. There always are. <laughs> and ain't all of them for the better. No, that is the truth. That is the truth. We got so the we got that man that's what got indicted. We got the um. The boy that was a girl, that was a guy, that was a donkey, that was a guy, girl, boys, uncles, monkey, uncle, whatever it was, <laughs> shooting up kids and all that. And now, you can't even have a dad blame Bud Light. Uh, well, you can if you want to. I never much was a big fan of Bud Light anyway. I mean, I'd you know, drink them if I had no other choice, but I've always preferred actual beer over well, I agree with that. I have never been a, I'm not a, haven't been a big beer fan at any point in time, really, anyway. So, but you know, it's a lot of, a lot of people kind of, you know, and I think that draws back to something that we've talked about before where most companies for products like this probably should just stick to doing what they do and just do it true and yep. not everybody's got to, to get political yeah. right and i don't understand why that is i don't understand why everybody feels the need to cater to something to, unless they're just trying to get attention that says hey look at me well yeah and again we're only talking about a like a half of a percent i think it's 0.045 percent of the population right so it's like What's the? I mean, you know their product's not any good anyway. It hadn't been any good since they sold off Bush Gardens and got rid of the beer garden down at the mm-hmm. Dad Blame Amusement Park. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, so I haven't really like cared much for Anheuser Busch anyway. I am more of a discerning individual. I prefer Mad Dog Twenty Twenty and Boom Farm. <laughs> <laughs> Strawberry Hill. Strawberry Hill. My goodness. That's right. (laughs) Hey, you can't go wrong with a good, cold, refreshing bottle of Strawberry Hill. 
Oh, I am. I would beg to differ. I I have uh, I have gone wrong on many different occasions with Strawberry Hill and, and Mogan David 2020. Good gosh. Of course, I was wearing a much younger man's clothes back in those days, I, I have to admit. Well, I was wearing somebody else's clothes, too, evidently, because they were a lot smaller. <laughs> I can understand that. that. That certainly does happen. So what do you uh, think about going on in Nashville with them expelling people out of the uh, how, uh, the, from the Nashville House of Representatives, or the Tennessee House of Representatives? Well, I haven't really had a chance to dig into that too deeply yet because I, I first found out about that today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as, as we had spoken about previously, I've spent all day, uh, you know, it playing, playing moving van. Uh, oh, wow. For, for my daughter and my, my son-in-law. Hey, nothing like cheap yeah. labor. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was there for a strong back and a weak mind and <laughs> neither one, you know, but the, the back ain't as strong as it used to be. I certainly am feeling the effects of it now. But uh, Fortunately, the mind is sharp as ever. Yep, it's just as sharp as, a, as sharp as a dull piece of rubber, I reckon. <laughs> so, I couldn't come up with a really good analogy right there. I'm going to have to work on that. <laughs> now, I haven't really dove well deep into it anyway. Something kind of caught my eye the other day, and, you know, we had um, – Wisconsin elected uh, a lady to their Supreme Court um, mm-hmm. who yeah, the more liberal, more than progressive justice mm-hmm. or judge or I, I don't know, whatever they call them over there. But I was mm-hmm. watching something that kind of caught my eye. You know, I was flipping through the tickle talks mm-hmm. and TikTok and I have a love hate relationship. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really like it unless it's got a chihuahua or a, little baby puppy dog singing or talking or something like that mm-hmm. or you know something funny but sure. uh, i was ran across this guy and he i would say he's by looks of him he's our age or a little older and he was he's a jewish fella and uh, which really in the grand scheme of things has no bearing on it but i find something extremely interesting his whole premise after the that nice young lady won in Wisconsin, was that the red fever in Wisconsin has broken. That was his thing, the words he had plastered all over the screen on the TikTok he was making. And I'm sitting here thinking, so you're referring and trying to draw the, the inference that if anybody that has a different view from you that leans conservative, it is a sickness. Mm. Uh, but if somebody would brought up how Adolf Hitler compared the Jews to the dregs of society and being sick of gold lust and stuff like that, that is totally unacceptable. But yet, in a roundabout way, you're doing the same thing. Well, it's not so much of a roundabout way. You know, and again, it's sort of like the whole thing back to the, the Jesse Smollett case where you don't really have roving bands of MAGA supporters wandering the streets of Chicago. Right. Um, you know, it's just, and again, I don't know what in the world these people are so excited about because the quality of life and standard of life by my 
estimation of the things that are important, like my ability to buy groceries, my ability to go into a grocery store and have groceries actually on the shelf, okay, uh, and, and them not cost a small fortune, um, you know, that, you know, the, the correct price of gas, the, you know, all of these other things, these are all the indicators that I use. How right. easy is my life and how good is my life? Are these people's lives actually improved by these ridiculous progressive policies? Well, you know, I, I just wonder. I, I, mean, I wonder too. I mean, let's let's uh, we would ask the people in Chicago, but I ran all out of body armor, so I can't visit anymore. Uh, you're not kidding there. I uh, I mean, I you know, I, and I have a great love for the city of Chicago and for the people of Chicago. You know, I lit pretty much essentially lived in Chicago for several years. Oh, love Chicago. Yeah, well, I didn't really live there. I would leave every Sunday night early, and I would be up there all week and come back like late Thursday night, early Friday morning. Mm-hmm. But uh, I pretty much, I spent a lot of time in the Chicago area, and I have seen firsthand how the climate up there has deteriorated rapidly. Right. And it's just... It's, it, it is, I won't even go there now. It's so bad. Well, yeah, and of course they managed to get rid of Mayor Beetlejuice, and then they've elected somebody that apparently is more progressive than Mayor Beetlejuice was. Lightfoot, Lori Lightfoot. She Same did look difference. a lot like Beetlejuice. I mean, I I'm going to tell you, she was an ugly woman. Yep. Well, well, I don't know. Does she identify as a woman? I believe that she is in a... Uh, homosexual relationship is my understanding so i don't know if she identifies as a man or a woman or what so I, we don't know really whether don't she's care. pitching or catching yeah not, and i don't really care Me it's not something that uh, that i want to spend a lot of time worried about i mean because again the bottom line you know it goes back to and we've alluded to it before i really don't care who you find sexually appealing okay unless it's me <laughs> okay, and I don't really care who you're sleeping with or trying to sleep with. As well, well, I also I do. There is one other thing I care if you're sex if you find children sexually attractive. Right. That right. I care about. Same thing as to who you're sleeping with. I don't care really unless it's me or a, or, or a minor or somebody that cannot defend themselves from your advances. Then. Um, you know, I, I really don't care. You know, the, the, what's important is can you do your job and can you do your job well? And of course, in Chicago, that was was the crime rate going through the roof. Same thing right. with New York, mm-hmm. crime rate going through the roof. And I'm sure that that's happening in uh, in the cities in Wisconsin and uh-huh. whatnot as well. Um, I mean, I'm sure that I, I, I I'm not. I may be wrong. I might be right. Who knows? But there's certainly a whole lot of folks moving out of those areas and into the rural south because they are trying to escape the violence the lawlessness and the fact that you got you know all of these homeless people living on the streets mm-hmm. shooting up drugs well that, the problem yeah. is though is and this we welcome them down here with open arms or in our community we do but here's the problem don't bring the thought processes that created the shit show you left down here right. and expect us to put up with it and welcome it because you're not going to do anything but make a lot of 
you did win the read the book on how to win friends and influence people by doing that. You learn right. you're going to read the book of how to find the wrong end of a getting popped in the head with a Coca-Cola bottle. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going to go with that, Mike. Huh? <laughs> well, I was I pleasantly was surprised. I, gotta admit. I was going to say something else, but I thought better of it as time went by. Well, there you go. It's sometimes discretion can be the better part of valor. Well, you know, I'm getting older and my brain don't work as fast as it used to. So sometimes <laughs> I just get lost in the middle of a sentence. You know, kind of like Joe Biden. Well, there you go. I just get kind of lost. Well, you he know, gets lost at the beginning, middle, and end of the sentence. Well, he's lost for he or gets to the podium. And, and that's what, I mean, what, looking at that, I'm, I, I occasionally watch the man because he is currently seated as the president of, the, of these United States. We're and united? So as much as, that's new. You know, I, well, we're, that's the name. I don't know, can't say that we're united as, as united as we've been in the past. But, the, you know, just looking at the man's eyes, he is totally clueless. It, it, he has no idea what he's doing or where he is or who he's talking to from. I mean, you can tell when you look in somebody's eyes, you, you expect to see a spark of recognition or intelligence. You, you follow what I'm saying? And oh, the man yeah. just doesn't have it. Right, he there. doesn't. And, you know, then we get this. Uh, I've tried to read the paperwork on, you know, because I have taken some legal classes. No, by no means. And I'm a, a attorney. But, you know, I just don't see anything in this lawsuit that they think that, or this indictment of Trump that they think they're going to get to stand that they're trying to throw against the wall and see what sticks. Well, their goal is not to actually have anything stick. Their goal is to just keep him tied up in constant legal battles, whether they're spurious or not, they are, you know, they do have a, an impact. And the impact is that, you know, as most folks have, have made up their mind. And, and let me state before I even go down this road, I am not, I, I don't want anybody to think that I am bashing people that, uh, elderly people that have senile dementia. Okay. I, I really am not. It's just that it, what I'm trying to point out is that, that Joe Biden very obviously is checked out. I mean, mm -hmm. man's not there. But, um, you know, so, and I, and it's a terrible disease. I've dealt with that in, in with family members in my life and it's Me terrible too. to watch. It's, it's an awful thing, but it is what it is. Um, but, um, you know, back to the, the, the diatribe, the, 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 the hole I was digging for myself on the, on another topic, their goal is just, you know, so they're, the People pretty much have made up their mind about Trump. Is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? Is he smart? Is he capable? Did he do a good job? Did he do a bad job? Every, you know, you're not gonna. There, I, I don't think there's even a handful of people in the in the continental United States that 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 would that do not have an opinion at this point. Okay, so the people that think he's totally evil and awful and all of this stuff, man, they're, you know, just on cloud nine because mm -hmm. he's been indicted. Most of those folks that, that I know that I've spoken to don't understand that just like, well, he was impeached twice. Well, that's the same thing as an indictment. It's just, you can't indict a seated president. So you have to impeach him. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
and you know for the continuity of the government and all of that fun stuff and but 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 you know the point being they're elated they're fired up they're excited about it and then you got the other side of the coin that that think that trump you know that that lower taxes um you know greater prosperity that uh you know uh, you know strong you know just energy independence that all of those things that trump did are, are wonderful things mm-hmm. i happen to be in that camp because you know i i want a strong america um you know and we're appalled okay now that script can flip very easily and that's what that's the problem with totalitarianism and mm-hmm. these are totalitarian type um Oh, the word just, uh, I'm, I'm having well, it, it, well, it's a slippery slope. And now we are at right. the, we're teetering on a precipice to where if you're going to be able to do that, and let's look at people that paid, how, what was the, that uh, check, that 800 and some thousand dollar check the woman was parading around TV that the Clinton gave her and all this. So if right. you're going to do this retroactively, considering the statute of limitations ended in 2021. Right then you're just going to open up a whole new can of worms to where you're just going to have this stuff coming out of the woodwork. And I don't think this is a path you're going to be willing to go down because what I have seen is a lot of times either side doesn't think this out well enough and then thinks, oh, well, it's good and great now and it's all gravy. But then when the shoe slides onto the other foot and the other side's doing the same tactics to them, then it's woe is me, the world's coming to an end, where you're the one that started it in the first place. Well, and I agree to you to, with you to a certain extent, and what I was thinking was totalitarian policies and procedures, so my apologies for, for getting lost there. But, you know, the thing of the matter is, okay, they, they what you typically see on the uh, progressive and the left side of the equation is they get they, you know, that it gets very quickly swept under the rub because the propaganda media does not keep pushing it up in your face. Whereas they do if you are on the right slash conservative side of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that there, as long as the media stays so securely in the back pocket of the of the left wing and progressives, I don't really think they're concerned. Well, I don't and, think they're uh, concerned anyway, but I will say this. Well, when you start rolling out indictments to their sacred cows, it may end up making a difference then because from what I have seen out of the two people, the former president and the current president, the one that I can see more clear-cut path to an indictment to is the one that's sitting in the Oval Office now. Well, no, absolutely. And he should... I mean, again, the problem with that is the things that you know, one of the things that the that Trump was impeached over was, of course, uh, his involvement with Ukraine. Now, he and I heard, I read read the transcript, heard mm-hmm. the phone call, watched the trials, and that was an absolute big bunch of nothing. Meanwhile, you've got photo, you know, video evidence of the then Vice President Joe Biden bragging about using the leverage that he had as the vice president mm-hmm. to perform a quid pro quo to get somebody fired who was going to prosecute his son. So where's the where's the where's the impeachment? 
Right. And why? And again, this is the whole this this is the whole problem. And we, you know, in my mind, and we've talked about it before. I'm not anywhere. I'm not as concerned with what the law is as I am with the equal application of that law. Well, there, that's okay. the problem. That there is no equal application of the law. Exactly my point. Exactly my point. But that does bring up an interesting thought. That uh, something that might be more fun to talk about than this is uh, is uh, Chat GPT and AI. Okay. Because every, you know we got people on both sides of the fence. I'm in a, I'm in wait and see mode. Okay. Uh, the fact that Bill Gates has any involvement with it whatsoever that strike makes one. me. <laughs> yep, that is that. That's strike one and two in my book, and so strike three is going to be. Let's see what this thing's actually going to do. But the big concern is that that is going to um, the 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 jobs that that will come after first are going to be um, higher level, uh, more 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 educated jobs like attorneys and accountants. And you know what? I'm I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking, well, doggone! If if you know if if the AI is going to be, uh, if it's going to going to apply equally, then maybe it's not a bad idea to put AI in charge of the legal system, because then you'd at least get equal application. Maybe, well, maybe because you're going to that all of that's going to hinge on what's happening in the scenes in the background. And who is controlling the software and everything in the background? Because you and I both know, right, no matter right. what, software can be manipulated. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And again, the, the big problem with software is all of it is written over the top of mistakes that were originally created mm-hmm. by other programmers and have never been corrected. Right. So, well, some of which have never been corrected. I did see a news flash, though, that really made me very happy deep down in just a former kid-type way. What's that? Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. my favorite chicken joint, mm-hmm. is returning watermelon mint lemonade back to be able to be purchased. Okay, I don't know that I've ever had watermelon mint lemonade, so I'm well, not it's sure that been I can gone weigh in on that for, topic. It's been gone for six years, mm-hmm. but it if if it's as good as I remember, it is freaking amazing. Huh. Well, I could see a watermelon and mint might make a pretty good combination, and throw in, throw some citrus on top of that. That it does yeah, sound in, it's, intriguing. It's a good. It's good. It's just one of them things that you just know. It's just good. It's got Chick-fil-A on it. How can it be bad? <laughs> understood. Understood. At, we used to go, uh, there was a, when we would go up to D.C., um, we would go over to Georgetown and eat, and I think it was the Old World Restaurant or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had a watermelon soup that you could get that was used to be really good. Huh. That's intriguing. Yeah, it's just amazing things you can do. And I'm not normally a fan of watermelon, which is odd considering I'm born and bred in the South. Mm. But uh, I have never really, I have never really been a big watermelon fan. Mm -hmm. I tend more to lean more toward the citrusy stuff, like lemon, lemon lime, Mm. orange. Favorite tangent is tangerine, but Mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that. And I know this has absolutely nothing to do with what we were discussing, but you know my ADHD kicked in, and I just had to follow it. 
I, I'm not sure we've done anything but ADHD this evening. I, I'm not sure what it is we're talking about. <laughs> but I did kind of feel like you might have been doing a, doing the other, uh, you know, your other podcast there <laughs> well, for a minute. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's what, well, unfortunately, um, on that one, I am the voice of reason and sanity. <laughs> and the one that usually makes sense sometimes. But no, it's just, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to pick a topic and discuss it intelligently and really pick the meat off of the bones because, A, there are so many, it, it's like a spider web. All of these things mm-hmm. touch on everything else. And by the time you get into one to start cutting down to the nitty-gritty of it you're going to have to touch on something else and then by the time you get that down you got to kind of roll back to something else and it's just a continual process of where we've been going it's, it's kind of like what about what you said with bad code written on top of people's past mistakes and stuff like that everything that we're seeing today is nothing but a continuation or building upon crap that started back like in Woodrow Wilson's time. That's true. Yeah. And it's just we continue instead of fixing it and pulling the band-aid off of it and doing a real quick tear so we can fix it and heal, we continue mm-hmm. to keep it covered and let it continue to fester and not get air and then we continue to have I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't piss on Joe Biden if he was on fire. I think he is that crooked. I'm going to be honest with you. And that's my opinion. But I think the man's crooked. I think his son's crooked. I'm sorry his son died of brain cancer. But you know what? He was probably crooked too. Well, and again, this is the thing. When you look at it, well, so so the first problem with what, you, with, with what you're bringing up is, you know, and, and an example is, of course, the Department of Education, mm-hmm. which was developed in the 1800s and has always had a goal to um, get real, rid of Christianity and supplant it with their ideology. And right. this is all the, uh, and, and, it, and this has been going on forever. Now, take it back a step further. The federal government has no business having a Department of Education. Correct. Okay. It has no business being involved in education. It has no business being involved in healthcare. It's not what it was designed for. Okay. And the the argument about ripping off the band aid is the whole the whole government would would grind to a halt and everything would stop. And well, like in some cases, argument, you know, that may not be a bad thing. Well, again, the point is, it's the same point with income tax and all the tax, all the other taxation that we have from our current government uh and and the the thing is before the income tax was put in place we still had roads we still had schools we still had government we Mm -hmm. still had banks we had all of these things and we had more freedom and we had freedom as well but again the, the 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 price of freedom is eternal vigilance and therein is kind of the problem that i have with the whole thing is why i mean there we you know again there's a huge portion of the population that just doesn't care they don't know they don't want to know 
They just want to live their life and do their thing and be left alone. They, right. The, I refer to those as the sheeple. Okay? Right. And the sheeple need some shepherds to keep them from hurting themselves because if you've ever dealt with sheep, they're not real bright. But the problem is the shepherds, you know, on the conservative side, really are not banding together and doing anything about fixing this. No. Really, really aren't. Well, they're not because the shepherds are not doing it because the shepherds aren't doing what they were meant to do because they're not true shepherds. The shepherds want the sheeple to do what they continue to do because it keeps them in power and keeps the shepherds fat and sassy. Well, and that's kind of the thing. You've got we've got such a huge block of people, and I and I think that's that's part of what Machiavelli, Machiavelli, golly, my goodness, I'm sorry, I didn't know what that came from, but what Machiavelli was referring to when he made the comment of you know uh, you know power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a firm believer that power attracts corruptible people. And once they receive this power, they get drunk on it, and they, you know, they, and, and you know, it's sort of like looking at uh, Warren Buffett is a good example. Um, the man is truly gifted at making money. Now, I don't know if he does it through what I would consider to be, you know, reasonable means, or if mm-hmm. he's crooked or what. But when, you know, the point being, I guess he doesn't know anything else to do, so he's made all of this money. And instead of trying to find some way to turn that around and be able to show other folks how to prosper, which would, I, in my opinion, would be truly fulfilling, right. he just goes and continues to do all of this stuff for, for himself. But they, they get addicted to and drunk with the power. Uh-huh. And then back to, you know, to, to the discussion about Biden being crooked. Um, the, what is this? See the, I, I think the salary for a Senator is what? Like a hundred thousand dollars. So like I that? think it's almost 200,000. Okay. Well, so $200,000 a year now. So again, if you're in that position, then the president's how in the world like 400,000, 400, yeah, that one I know, but how in the world are you going to become a multi multi billionaire multiple times over? As well as your family, your friends, your, you know, whatever close associates. How in the world are all of y'all going to become that wealthy on $200,000 a year in one lifetime if you're not doing something crooked? Exactly. Now, so. Senator and House reps currently make $174,000. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was in that general range. So how in the world? And, And the answer is you can't. But you know, and that, and everybody has all. You know, well, I'm one of them. Maybe I we need to, maybe, maybe we need to go, go back to the way they did from 1789 to 1815. They made six dollars okay. per diem. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, my personal opinion on that is that their salary should be based on the median income of their district. I think that would get their. I think that would get their attention. You know, because if you were making, you know, if, if the median, if you've got a whole lot of poor, homeless, whatever people wandering around in your district, they've got no income. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that ought to drive your per diem drastically down. And that would get your attention but, where you But that, that raises the other point, too, is when sure. you look at this, 
this was never meant to be a job. No. This was meant for people that, A, had already had a life and Mm -hmm. had done well. A successful life. A successful life. And they were given back to make sure that they would be able to continue in success and that other people would be able to have the same success that they had. And and that's why it's referred to as public service. And until you get out of this to where we're paying these people 174,000 and we're not talking about, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of them that's making this check that three quarters of them, other than ones you see on TV every once in a while, I'll guarantee you most of them ain't doing nothing. Oh yeah. Well, they spend most of their time fundraising. Most of them. What was it? That one video we looked at to where there's between the house and the Senate, there's like 24 people. Now, they don't even have a credit score high enough to get a dad blame credit card. Well, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, yeah, and, and the point there being that, you know, they're, you're supposed to be, the, the, the intent of the founding fathers was that you had somebody that was intelligent and capable at the helm. Mm-hmm. Now, again, in a capitalistic society, you could wind up with Bill Gates and Warren Buffett by that standard being in charge and you know I, again i don't know that you know warren buffett doesn't really tend to get that involved in politics as i as far as i'm aware but bill gates does and you know lord help us if that yeah, but see that go a, that goes back to the point to where we legislated away one of the checks and balances of federal power by mm-hmm. making senators directly elected they were supposed right. to be appointed by state legislatures. That was the framework the founding fathers put in place to put yet another break on the runaway, rampant uh, usurpation well, the of control, power of the federal yeah, government. Of the federal government, yeah, because it was it would have been checked and balanced and controlled by the state governments. Which is the way it's supposed to be. Well, it, it is the way it's supposed to be, but I don't know that we've got I don't know that we've de- necessarily got the best people in even the state positions either. I mean, again, federal government is very obviously well out of control and beyond what its mandate was ever intended to be by the founding fathers. Most and definitely. it is to our detriment. But, you know, the state governments and everything else, they're not a whole heck of a lot better. And we've talked about this before as well. All of these things that you run into where all of a sudden – somebody else's screw-up becomes your problem to fix. Well, right. if it's a government screw-up or if it's a bank screw-up or if it's an insurance company screw-up or whoever, why is it my problem to fix it? Right. Okay? Because that kind of, it's sort of the, the whole thing again, and this back to the uh, the uh, indictment on Trump and, and Nancy Pelosi's statement of, well, now he's got to prove he's innocent. Well, that's not the way the system, our system is designed to work. Our system is designed that you are innocent until proven guilty. So Mm -hmm. somebody, so, I mean, again, somebody comes up and says, well, you owe me money for this. Now, this is one of the things I heard recently is that uh, the hospitals, and I'm not sure which hospital this was, a man, you know, uh, uh, one of, one of my associates had a, had a baby and was looking at the bill and they charged him $400, the father of the child. Charged him four thousand. Excuse me. Did I say hundred thousand? Four thousand dollars to hold his own baby in the hospital. Now somebody comes up and says, "Well, you owe me four thousand dollars for holding your child." Well, you better be able to prove that. Okay, right. but that's not the case. Now it's a situation of it's my job mm-hmm. 
to prove that I don't owe them $4,000. Well, how, how come I owe you $4,000? Well, because we said so. Well, right. you never told me you exactly. know, before the fact. And that's kind of the whole thing. But again, the problem is we, the people, okay, um, who are affected by this, are we, we are not able to, we spend our time wrapped around the axle about things like pronouns for less than a half a percent of the population mm-hmm. that, you know, in, and of course the gun control and, and you brought this up with the, with the, with the, uh, the, uh, government in Tennessee expelling them. You know, I, I, I'd love to know more about that, but they probably needed to be expelled to be honest with you, because again, the, the, the words in the second amendment are pretty dead gum clear yeah. shall not, not be infringed. infringed. Yeah, you can't get much clearer than that. Right. I, you know, one and interesting it, tidbit though, that probably is going to, um, influence the Trump situation a little bit is here in North Carolina. We had a guy that was a Senator in North Carolina and he ran for vice president and all that. And his name was John Edwards. Yep. His hush money payment was considerably more than 130,000. His was over a million dollars. And the way that was handled, um, pretty much guarantees that Trump ain't got much to worry about. Well, and it wasn't, he wasn't John Edwards. Was he Democrat? He was a Democrat. That's what I thought. And again, that's what you find. I mean, again, uh, you know, uh, um, I believe it's Kevin Brown in, uh, Virginia had multiple allegations during the all women must be believed mm, oh, yeah. era. He had multiple allegations of rape over and over but so and you over. T- and again, but then, then, but then you go with the all women must be believed, but you can't define what a woman is. Right. So how do we know whether you're really a woman or not? Well, you know, and we are definitely in bizarro world. Right. It makes no sense. I was watching something, uh, I think it was on TikTok, and this guy stood up, and he identifies as female, and he's talking to Matt Walsh as the speaker, and I think Matt Walsh, everybody knows he's a, you know, trans, the trans movement is a hot button of his. Since he wrote Johnny the Walrus and made the documentary, What is a Woman? And this guy was talking about how his friends and the people in his life are great and accept him as a woman and all this. And that um, he didn't believe in the way he was, what Matt Walsh was saying, but he couldn't even define what a woman was. And, you know, it's just, you look at this stuff and it's like, there are two genders that, 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 as we have said before, there, there is no if, ands, or buts about it. It's either you are scientifically factual Mm -hmm. because gender has nothing to do with the way you feel. Right. Or, nor does it have to do with the way you identify. Yep. Gender is a taxonomic term that was introduced in the 1800s by a, uh, I want to say a French botanist. And, you know, and, and so this is the thing. Now, again, in the 1800s, we were absolutely relegated. We had no other science to determine 
male or female gender other mm -hmm. than looking at the uh, you know the reproductive organs of the individual whatever we were trying to assess its gender but you know with the advent of of uh, with the advent of modern genetics and you know electron microscopes and things like that where you can actually see the X on the Y chromosomes now we've got that we don't have to be relegated to just looking at the at the genitalia of the individual mm -hmm. and again back to that it is a phys that is a physical thing okay it has nothing to do with what you're what you find sexually attractive what sort of clothes you want to wear what kind of jewelry and if you want to wear perfume knock yourself out i don't right. care Okay, but when you try to shove it down my throat, you know, or, it's right. one of those things. It, you can't expect somebody else to buy tickets to your circus. That's exactly, that's a good way to put it. And that's that's the whole problem, and that's what is, and again, they, they keep all of this stuff in the news, and, and here we are talking about it. Why are we even talking about this? Because it's absurd. I mean, right. it, and. Because well, and a lot of times it's not necessarily that we're thinking that it's bad. I'm still trying to make sense of it to begin with because I'm scratching my head trying to figure <coughs> out how we got to this point to begin with. Well, one of the phrases that I'm I've, I constantly run across is you can't make sense out of insanity, and well, that's, that is true. So, make you know putting forth the the putting that forth is a is is a way to you know, to to manage your time is just it's it's a waste of time. But the, the, the thing that I try to focus on there is how, how can we put an end to the insanity? And that's a really difficult onion to peel right there because mm -hmm. it's, it, requires, it requires cooperation amongst a larger group of individuals. Uh, it's not something I can't flip a switch and turn the insanity off. Lord knows I wish I could. But, um, you know, we, we're, we, if we want this to stop, we're going to have to. But again, looking at the last election and looking at what's going on right now, and, uh, you know, I know a fair number of Trump supporters. I know a fair number of, of Trump detractors. And the thing is, they're not going to let that. They're not going to allow him. The powers that be are not going to allow him to be in a position to win the election, in my opinion. And even if he did win the election, I am a firm believer in the evidence. They're going to do I've whatever seen. they can do to keep him tied up and focused on other things to where he can't do anything. That is exactly right. And so, you know, because he undid in very few short years that he was there, he undid a significant amount of their engineering efforts mm -hmm. that they still haven't managed to get all back fully into place, despite their best efforts, because people push back on insanity to a general degree at least uh, at least true. some do i certainly do well that's been an interesting round topic of uh, cafeteria collection of things that we have discussed <laughs> let's put a, the brakes on it right there and uh mull over these and see if we can have a a good safe and happy easter and uh we'll pick it back up next week you have talked me into it, you silvery-tongued devil. All right. That's the snout <laughs> to the curly tail and everything in between, and we gone. You've been listening to the Carolina Underground. 
Our passion is to talk about technology, history, media, politics, and how it's all changed over the years and affects our daily life as Gen Xers. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Twitter at Carolina UND. G-R-N-D. Hit the website at www.thecarolinaunderground.com. And if you've got questions or comments, send an email to info at thecarolinaunderground.com. Stay Gen X strong. See you next time on the Carolina Underground.